Thank you so much for stopping by the Bluegrass Podcast. It's time for Trimigrant Part 2. She said now I'm a red-headed galactic installation portal revolving around the sun. I know I'm here and that means love everyone. Although it was time to bid Jose and the crew adieu, it was also time for me to hone in and get to it. We exchanged numbers, music, and got a last photo and goodbye before the Orange Crew had to hit the road for more great stories, and it was time for me to focus on my cannabis mission too. It was fun hanging out, but now it was time to buckle down and really start to understand the cultivars we'd been working with, taking our understanding of aroma, training in connoisseurship, and understanding of cannabis to a whole new level. We played music through the speaker and made a second attack on the rose, when all of a sudden, an attack of the humble cruds. Dried bits of cannabis, among other things, that infect the nose and make it run. Now, I know it sounds like a joke, but this is actually a real thing, and something I'd heard from a co-worker who'd been head of cultivation at a Colorado grow as well. can actually develop an allergy to cannabis from working with it, as you can with many other industries. I'm sure this will become a bigger problem as more and more people get into contact with cannabis, but an interesting little side note on how to deal with cannabis as well. I got a warning from my host that way as well about the hash developing underneath my nose from sniffing buds all day long, and the chances for an allergy from that as well. The further I get, I definitely notice more and more in the variations in how my nose and nostrils feel physically. What I mean by that is, some strains immediately hit the allergy receptors, or rather, the runny nose centers. It may be the terpene profiles are routinely a certain allergy setting for me, but further investigation is needed. Some strains feel much more aggressive than others in their aromas. While one set of buds I feel as if I could breathe through all day long, smell-wise, others almost have to hold away because of the strength emanating from them. The way they make my nose sting in a hot pepper cutting onions way. That's also not to say the ones I can smell a lot aren't strong. They just simply don't bite in the same way at the nose. It also doesn't mean the ones that do bite aren't delicious smokes and incredible smells. They just sting for me. As I said, further note-taking is needed. I was definitely sniffly, though, as the oily scent of the buds rose up stronger in the warm attic. Midday at lunch, the blast of fresh air felt great after trimming, even though the day had been shorter than the first. Eating outside and drinking water, the wind blowing felt like someone had taken a bag filled with cannabis off of my head. Working in the dispensary had prepped me for seeing a lot of cannabis. We even had what we considered a strong weed smell. But I didn't know. I mean, I knew, but I didn't know until now. We faded in and out of talking while working. Talk about music, bucking, processing, cannabis, the farms. Talk about nothing at all. It's definitely an interesting thing to be aware of. Like she was saying to me while we bucked, it really depends on who you're working with, sitting here for so long every day. At some points, the simple snap of our shears was all that could be heard in the lulls. After that, our pace increased as I got only slightly better, but managed not to clip a finger, knock on wood, so far. Through one strain and on to the other now, we wasted no time in getting them clipped and into boxes. 
the particulate pieces of cannabis created from 10,000 scissor clips invading my nose, beard, and arm hairs. Honestly, the nose was the worst part. Behind that, though, the feeling in my clothes. The crumbling dry bits of leaf that invade. One fleece jacket in particular of mine I've noticed I should never even wear around cannabis. It locks in crumbling plant material like a tractor beam. And then the inside of your jacket is like wearing a pile of leaves. Which you are. Another example, I went to the coffee shop one day to write a post and saw the complete layer of hash across my knees as I got out. I scraped my green and brown blue jeans onto the pavement with a few quick brushes of resin-covered leaves raining down and went inside to write, but it doesn't go anywhere. Those are the hash pants. Once your fingertips build up too, it becomes an unending layer of the stickiest sort of sap, somewhere between maple syrup and pine resin. Not a lot, then a little. Then your hands start to warm it, smears and cools, warms and melds over your fingertips like tiny little pads. I've also left out something about the whole trimigrant thing. There's also a not-so-nice side of this. I've heard stories about the not-so-great farms where people are treated terribly. So if you do come out, be careful as well. For every incredible mentor that you have working to help you along, it seems that there may be several strange creepers and trailers. And once you're out on the mountains or in the hills, sometimes it can be less than easy to get back off of them. And if you do go out, the advice has been to be ready for anything. So take a first aid kit, eyewash, food, water, and anything else you may need. For instance, when I was looking for a dispensary my first time in Humboldt County, and Google Maps led me to a chained road, with a spray-painted plywood sign that I kid you not had a dispensary with a backwards Y, sometimes things are not quite as accessible as you may think. Talkin also brought up a whole new level of knowledge of the local area as well, along with the warm Hidden Valley atmosphere I'd found a place to hone my skills in. The next few days, my bucking mentor would leave me to fly solo, and I'd continue the work and go about any other chores for future projects. At one point, however, we did have a little bit of turbulence in the wings of the aircraft. As we looked over my work from a couple of days, my host asked about a branch I'd set aside. I told them I thought it smelled way different from the rest. I'd stopped and set that aside and not gone deeper along the line, and good thing that I hadn't. It ended up that they were two separate cultivars, and so while some was mixed in, it could have been a lot worse. That being said, I felt bad about mixing the buds. But the best thing one can do is get back on it the next day and bright and early, work to undo the damage by resorting the buds for two hours by smell and look. Although I couldn't be 100%, I thought I did a pretty good job of unwinding my progress and moving through the buds to select out the mottled olive nuggets that had found their way into the lighter green and much larger buds. I found myself not becoming more and more quick exactly, although that some. Less back and forth, less time, once I saw it a few times it felt like the different colors, shapes, and weights of the buds sorted themselves out and jumped to the eyes I would lift a few at a time and pick through them. I don't know if I can give every cultivar I worked with off the top of my head, but it's an objective absolutely. I could give a few of them, but after that it's a little trickier. Definitely a Gangier goal to blind test all of them. That morning, as I listened to the radio serenade me and the misty morning chill started to disappear in the warm sunshine outside, I picked through the largest buds first, eliminating the most space in the box I'd used to clip them before 
then progressing smaller and smaller, finding it easier and easier now that I'd seen it in as much detail as possible, and loudest scent possible as well. It also helped having set aside that particular set of cannabis to provide a reference for the rest of them. The best thing I'd found was to set a sample aside and simply have a visual reference. I'd gotten the advice to have an example when I trimmed, but that was probably the easiest way to tell while sorting. Looking between the two, it was readily apparent what was what most of the time. I sat beside the box and went through bud by bud, sifting out the darker-leaved cousins to the larger, greener buds. By sight was one thing, but there were buds that needed further inspection as well. By smell was the confirmation. Every time I saw a piece I thought was different, give it a whiff, yes or no. A couple required a little back and forth. One sniff one way, one sniff the other way. Back and forth, back and forth. One more back and forth. Decision made. One set to one side, one set to the other. And let me say this too, it wasn't like it was half and half. It was a small amount settled in, so that made things a little easier. But I was through sorting the box back out before I got the chance to check in with my host, who would double-check my work later. On the other side, we'll have to see how well I did in separating things back out. They already looked over my mistakes, but later on it'd be a good feeling if it happened I'd picked everything out already. As I concluded that box, however, there was another surprise in store. All right, they said. Now sort through those lines where another terpene-infused tangle peeked out at me from the shadowy corner. Bonus level unlocked, challenge mode, aroma begin. We'd done one trial run already, but now we were ready to really step it up. It wasn't exciting to go back through the box over my own work, but it felt like progress. I felt like I saw the buds better than before. Maybe not so much see as understand them. The more I spend time around every cultivar, the better I'm able to differentiate, and the better I get a handle on every one. Of course you see certain cultivars as a bud tender processing hundreds of eighths a day, but you don't always get to understand them in their detail, and they're not always in peak shape by the time they get to you. Here, it's up close and personal in the garden, and it was a treasure trove to get to compare and sniff them all as they pass through, fresh from the drying rack. This one smelled a little like berries. This like bright lemon and orange peel. This is greasy and woody with cloves. This is fruity and flowery, a bit more sweet and floral. Taking and bucking large amounts one by one, these cultivars didn't have quite the same stick in my memory. Not the same as having them side by side and getting to look at the differences between them all. Looking at each next to each other, not only memorizing the details of their appearance, but comparing them in my head and on the stick next to each other felt like an enormous step forward. Some things have started to click in certain ways that don't through the glass. Every detail and texture, aroma, sight, smell, density, trichome ripeness, everything is individual, and each plant, like individual pieces of fruit, are each unique in and onto themselves. Slightly different, but the same. Differences in their lives, harvest times, and drying all coming to bear as they begin to make their way towards their final destinations. In the past, I'd felt as a bud tender, letting the aroma out and letting patients smell the products they would be using as medicine and putting their hard-earned dollars down for, would have been one of the greatest benefits to helping our medical patients. Now that I've been bucking and around cannabis from one end back to the beginning, I feel twice as strongly. 
If we, as guides, can use that additional information to find reactions in our customers, it stands to reason that we'll be able to guide them so much more effectively. When a patient tells you they don't like the smell of something, I'd rather know before they leave. It also lets me as a bud tender make sure that the bud isn't starting to develop any problems either. Things like mold are easier to smell. Even seeded plants, though, seem to have their own unique smell. Relating it to the present situation, however, the buds I was processing were so delicious, I thought they would sell themselves if people could simply give them a sniff. So much bud is of inferior quality, but you'd never know it because you can't even see it or smell it before you buy it not with a blackout label and a great marketing strategy. Not to knock all labeling like that, but you get the point. Transparency in your purchase before you have to purchase. Trying to make it through these two types of cannabis, though, developed into one of the best days I've spent on the farm. Looking in the mirror that evening, I couldn't help but laugh along with my host. On the tip of my nose was a green-brown blotch. I'd say I'd gotten resin on the tip of my nose before, but this time it was a little different. I could roll the bottom of my nose to the tip and was able to rub off a small ball of booger hash. A day of intense smellathoning and sifting my way through the stash had left an impression on my stash as well. Mustache, of course. Along with my resin nose, I had a mustache of wax, clumped together and solidified into a lovely greasy piece of wire. If I'd held on to my mustache to melt the trichomes, I probably could have used it like an actual wax. Throughout the day, I'd felt my mustache stiffen as it became a semi-solid piece of resin. And right on the bottom of my nose was that ball of hash and waiting. If I'd only scrub on it for about two minutes. Some things you only learn through experience, I thought, as I wiped my mustache and nose with an alcohol wipe. You wanted to dive in and really learn how to be a gongier? You came to the right spot. Thank you so much for listening to the Bluegrass Podcast. We'll see you next time. The Bluegrass Podcast. Old-fashioned, all-natural, Kentucky Bluegrass. I hope you enjoyed the show. Look out for Tuesday where we're going to be having an interview with Sharita Perez, who does the intro for this podcast now. And if you have a moment, consider donating to our Patreon today. It's only a dollar a month to get started, and you'll get access to exclusive things like stickers and other merchandise as soon as it comes out, as well as additional content. If you'd like to follow our social media, our Instagram, Twitter, and other links are below in the description.